you're listening to i mean can we discuss and i am your host astrid ferguson we will be discussing different issues that can be debated articulated chopped up any kind of way there's no real set way to this it could be culturally it could be socially it could just be how we're feeling today so You're here for the randomness, and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to a new episode of I Mean, Can We Discuss? And I am your host, Astra Ferguson. And this, everyone, is episode or season two, episode 16. I know we're rolling through them. And in this one, it is my second interview of the girls who participated in the Don't Rush Challenge, which is actually a video of us passing the pen uh, for a National Poetry Month. Um, and, you know, I we thought it was like an interesting spin of the viral videos going around with Don't Rush, with people changing, especially during quarantine, you know, it was something fun to do. And in this one, I got to interview the second person who is Kiera Lachey. I actually loved doing this interview. Um, she was just so dope to talk to. Um, she is a marketing, I want to say manager by day. And she just takes us back to the core value of fun, of just doing things for fun for once. You know, she's a big time foodie and she tells us about, you know, becoming one of those people who, if you want to be invited to these different places or these restaurants, these, you know, small mom and pop restaurants that you otherwise wouldn't even get to learn about, you know, which was very fun because I'm a big time foodie. I don't know if you guys are foodies. I love to eat. I love to cook as well. (laughs) I shouldn't say I love to cook. I find cooking therapeutic. Um, I do cook a lot in my house. So it was just, you know, very fun. And then she also tells us about her other passion, which is also poetry and, you know, what drove her to also self-publish her poetry collection. Um, Down the road, she does you know, hope to maybe one day become published or anything. But right now she's just talking about doing these passions because she actually enjoys them. And, you know, I think a lot of us miss that, you know, we do things expecting something on the other end and we forget about the main part of it, which is to have fun, to really love what we're doing, to enjoy every minute of it. If you're not doing that, then you know you can you can lose sight of it. You can lose sight of your why. You can become uninterested and lose focus. You know, um, I don't know what one of your core values are, but I think fun and enjoyment is something that us as human beings, especially as adults, we lose sight of. It's like we stop doing the things that we really enjoy and brings out the best in us. We're constantly, you know, telling our kids to be more serious, to take things more serious, but there's no real fun in that, you know? So 
if we can just go back to that place of having fun, which is what Kiara Lachey is pretty much telling us in this in this interview to do, you know, I'm pretty sure we could find our core again and really enjoy doing things again because simply because we want to do them because it's about who we are and what we enjoy. So I'm not going to spend any more time talking about that. Um, As far as announcements, make sure that you're following me on Instagram under A-S-T-R-I-D underscore Ferg, F-E-R-G. This one is separate from the podcast as I will be running some virtual uh, workshops, some writing workshops. They will be free, but they will be writing workshops um, that will help others with their writing um, and, you know, help them identify who they are as writers. So if that's something you're interested in, follow me on my Instagram um, so you can, you know, keep track of that as I will be announcing those soon. Chances are by the next time that I'm on here, I, it would, it will already go live as I am anticipating the, well, my first main workshop to go live next month. So I won't. New episode of I mean, can we discuss, and I am your host, Astrid Ferguson. And today I have the wonderful opportunity of interviewing Kiara Lachey. Hi, Kiara. Hello. How are you? I am pretty good, you know, given the current times. Just been really just keeping myself busy, doing a lot of random stuff, writing, reading, binge watching, literally everything. Okay. What have you been binge watching, if you don't mind me asking? (laughs) So right before this call, I was catching up on A Million Little Things. Um, It's a drama series on, I want to say ABC, but I watch it on Hulu because, you know, got Hulu Mm -hmm. and Netflix. Um, So I've been watching that. Oh, my current favorite, though, is uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Have you heard of that? Yes. Uh, That's actually based on a book. Oh, really? Oh, I need to find the book because, oh, man, the show is so good. Um, And although, like, I just, every episode I have no idea what's going to happen, like, that's what I love. So I'm glued to it like crazy. I need to find the book, though, because I definitely didn't know that it was based off of a book. But that is, like, my current favorite thing that I think it's, like, every Wednesday or so it comes out on Hulu. I've been watching that. What else? Um, Blackish is always just like my really good all time, like good comedy laugh, as well as um, Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Um, yeah, I have to have a good balance between the funny stuff and then stuff that's a little more serious. So those are the main things I've been binge watching this week. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, some good ones on Netflix is. Um... Self-made. Ooh, let me write that down. Self-made. Yeah. Okay. By Madam C. It's the it's. Oh, Madam C. J. Walker. Yeah, that's on yeah. my list. That's on my list. Mm-hmm. I thought that one was good. Girl, there's a lot of topics in that one. It was good. Yeah, it looked good from the preview. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta. And then you got Tiffany Haddish, Octavia in there. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's good. 
it was good. It was, I mean, there's a lot of topics that was raised there that, you know, uh, we probably should be discussing in real life because mm-hmm. uh, it was deep in some, mm-hmm. some parts. Um, there is some sprinkled stuff in there that isn't true. Like they based it, like the rivalry between, I think in there they call her Addie Malone. But mm-hmm. she's really supposed to be like Annie Monroe in in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, they make you know Madam C J Walker and her as rivals in there, but in real life, in the real life story, like the actual book, if you get the book, they weren't rifles. Madam C J Walker actually, uh, you know, she learned from her. Yeah, was she, she another like hair care person? Yeah, she okay, she had you. like the first like hair grower or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know that type of stuff was sprinkled, but you know it's it's TV. They got to put right. some kind of drama, you know. Exactly. So that's what they, I guess that's the angle they chose. But it's not to say that that the rivalry that goes on between them, that whole yellow bone versus dark skinned woman ain't real, girl. It gets serious. That, I is, like, that is something deep within our culture that we yeah. got about. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said that's a good one. I'm going to have to check it out. And I definitely didn't know even that was a book. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I didn't know that the Netflix series was based off of a book. Yeah. Um, actually, her great granddaughter or her granddaughter is the one that actually wrote it. That's dope. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but you see, I'm I'm a big you know book person, so of course I would know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because I I read literally all the time, and I consider myself a book person, but I read like all type of like random stuff, like. I get really bored easily if I start reading one genre. So like um like last year one of my goals was to read at least a book a month. Um and I hit that goal, but like one month it would be like self-help. And then the next book would be like a poetry book. Like I like it's just across the board that is really like most books when people bring them up, I'm like, oh, I haven't heard of that. But okay, I'm gonna check it out. I added to this huge list of books that I got, just like I got a huge list of shows to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah like it's crazy how many books are like just out there and I love that nowadays like there's a whole collective of black books that I can go take a look at and choose from because growing up I'm gonna tell you I did not read um like black books by black authors um I just didn't know of them like offhand but and that could have just been my environment but it could also been like the times growing up as well and what they taught us in school like there was never I can't ever remember a time before I literally got to college of us having a required reading by a black author so um yeah all that to say that now I want to say like probably like 95 percent of the books I read are by black authors I'm catching up. That's good. I mean, I can say the same. I didn't learn about black authors until later in life. Even though I read some, like Maya Angelou, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, right. But people like, um, 
uh, James Baldwin. I didn't hear about him until later. Yeah, same. Toni Morrison, like, right, I, I like stumbled onto Toni Morrison. It wasn't something that was told for me to read in school, like, right. You know. And she should be taught in schools, like her and James Baldwin, Zora Neale Hurston. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, like, oh, like just all the greats, and we're just like, why do I have to go out and search for this? Like, this is this is raw talent here. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, but tell us about you, Kier. I know we started off on a whole tangent. <laughs> <laughs> the arts. The arts. <laughs> right. Sorry, y'all. You know, we don't, okay. <laughs> obviously, we don't get out the house. So. <laughs> I mean, we can't. <laughs> we can't right now. This is a great time to have a library. I will say that. Mm. To have a little bookshelf. This is the perfect time. Um. So... I am Kiera Lachey. That is my stage name. Also, that's just my first and middle name. Um, Didn't get too creative. Um, I am a poet and spoken word artist here in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been performing my poetry, I'd say, for about the last three, four years-ish. I've been writing poetry easily since like high school college days. Um, it It was like one of the first like easy outlets for me. Um, I think like anybody or especially women, like we keep a journal and we write down things. And when I got to college is when I really started like writing them in like poem form. Um, I don't know what really sparked that, but it just happened. Um, and then I didn't actually start, I've been in Atlanta like what, eight years now, eight, nine years. And I didn't start like going out to open mics and stuff until, my senior year of college um, slash after I graduated. Um, Just because in college, I was just all over the place and I wasn't really trying to focus on like an artist career or anything. I was more focused on partying and (laughs) making sure I had good grades. Um, But yeah, after I graduated is when I really started to like perform at open mics and stuff. And like any poet, um, I'm sure everybody can relate. I was not the best when I first started performing. But I mean, the community is amazing and everybody just embraces you and you just learn as you grow and you learn your own style. Um, And so I just kept writing, kept getting better. I went to a lot of workshops and stuff and just formed friends here in the um, Atlanta poetry community and artist community in general. And I found that it was something I really loved to do outside of just like writing when I'm sad or emotional and stuff. And I don't know. It's been a really great ride. Um, I published my first poetry book about two years ago. Yeah, summer 2018. And I love it. Um, I'm glad that other people love it. Um, I do sell it on Amazon. (laughs) Plug. And then I also always keep physical copies on me for when I do like poetry features or if people just want a signed copy um, I'll personally mail them one, but yeah, that's like a quick overview, um, of who I am as an artist. Um, I also really, really love food. Like that is just, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to meet somebody who say they don't love food, but I love food. And so, um, I graduated from Georgia tech and my degree is actually in, um, business administration and marketing. And I love marketing. And so since I love marketing and I love food, I decided to create a food Instagram. 
Um, I love Foodie Page, and that's been really fun. I've had that for about a year and a half now. And so um, my Foodie Page and my poetry are like my two favorite hobbies. Like they're what I do to spend time whenever I'm not at my day job. So, yeah, that is me in a gist. Okay. Um, so tell us about your book and then we'll get to the food because the food is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> right? That, I mean, there's never a day that food doesn't make me happy. Let's just be clear. Okay. So, um, my book is called When Magic's Not Enough and I wrote it, I wrote the poems themselves over a course of years and in 2018, uh, both 2018 and 2019, to be honest, were really just big, crazy, emotional years for me um, for several reasons. Um, But at the beginning of 2018, I had a goal... just one of my resolutions was to publish a book. I had a lot of, um, I have (laughs) a lot of friends in the poetry community and, um, a lot of them had books or they have several books. And I don't know, that just inspired me to really create my own book and really push myself, um, to publish my own piece of work. And at the time I was actually dating someone who was also an artist and they had a book um, as well as they were a graphic design artist. So they were able to help me put my book together and really um, push it out, which I really appreciate because I had no idea like how to self publish or how to really just do anything in the book publishing process. But thankfully, like I said, I had a lot of friends around me who were able to help me through that process and proofread stuff and all of that. So I got the book published in about, I say once I really started working on putting it together, it didn't take no more than like three or four months, if that, to really just put it together, push it out, um, edit it, proofread it, do the whole shebang. Um, like I said, the poems themselves are a collection from years of work, and I just picked the ones that I just thought would go great in a work of art. Um, and A lot of the poems, um, for those who don't know, I named the title When Magic's Not Enough because as Black women, we we have a lot of great hashtags, hashtag Black Girl Magic, Black Girls Rock, um, and all of that, which are really great. But I think at times, and I say this a lot when I do my poetry features, whenever I'm performing poems from the book, at times, um, a lot of people when they see the great things that we do as Black women and they see us in our glory, that can make other people who aren't black really see us as inhumane sometimes in both good and bad ways. And so I wrote the book to really remind everybody like we're human too. We have feelings just like everybody else. We hurt, we cry, we get upset. Like we're allowed to feel the whole range of human emotions. Um, Like we're not just one dimensional and it's okay for us to be angry. It's okay for us to say no and do all the things that, society you know stigmatizes us for and so a lot of the poems in the book are about depression and um things that a lot of women and black women suffer through just growing up that we may be scared to talk about and so i just let it all out in the book um i initially was scared about some of the poems just because i do talk about like you know things that are really heavy really heavy topics like i said like um growing up in the hood or 
um, seeing a lot of things that you see growing up in that environment um, and also being a woman. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. I don't care how people feel about who I talk about in the book and stuff. I didn't like name drop or anything, but I do use some metaphors um, in relation to like some celebrities and stuff. Um, and it's all just based off how I was feeling and how what was going through my head at the time. Like, it's just the freedom of expression. And I'm glad a lot of people received it, um, especially a lot of like black women um, and men too. Like they'll write me and they'll be like, oh, did you really feel this? Like I felt every word. And I'm just like, yes, <laughs> it's very real. And I'm glad that people can relate to it. Like that makes me feel better. And that also makes me know that the work I'm doing is needed you know um and i hope it encourages other people to write too and just let it out regardless of what other people think um but yeah that's the book like i said i do sell it on amazon for ten dollars and it's on prime i'm pretty sure i try to check every so often to make sure that they still got it on prime for those um who want it quickly and then i also like i said keep copies on me for anybody who wants like signed copies but this book is my baby and I love it. Like to this day, I still perform poems out of it because I just feel like stuff like depression and anxiety and mental illness, stuff like that is just, it's always something that needs to be talked about. Um, given, now given coronavirus, like you just never know what are going through, what's going through people's heads. Um, and it's okay to let it out to the right people. Um, it's not okay to dump on people, but it's definitely okay to, if you're not feeling okay, to tell that truth and not hold it in. So, yeah, that's my book, When Magic's Not Enough. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, the title is a great title, When Magic is Not Enough. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, even for us women, like, reminders to us women, because we put a lot of pressure Mm-hmm. ourselves and even as women of color we put even more pressure because it's like we can't afford to mess up we can't right. afford to be human we can't afford not to be strong like you know exactly we put too much pressure and we set the bar a little too high and I think sometimes that's what leads us to depression because Mm -hmm. like if we're less than that then are we letting ourselves down are we letting our culture down are we letting you know our future generation down right like we put so like we put on this pretty much this invisible superwoman superhero cape that no no human can uphold that like no human is like superhuman in a sense you know what I'm saying like that's why we have Black Panther and Superman and Spider-Man like those are movies those are not real like nobody has that type of strength where they're never going to make a mistake and it's ridiculous for us to even put that pressure on ourselves and on our culture um it's highly ridiculous so it's time to destigmatize all of that stuff normalize um normalize therapy (laughs) Oh my gosh, I definitely want to say that. Normalize therapy, counseling, normalize being sad and being depressed and just not feeling okay in the 100% all the time. Normalize self-care more than anything and self-care days taking off from work. (laughs) So yes, I understand. Right. Normalize being sad. Like stop running from it. It's needed. Like 
the more you try to fight it, the more depressed you end up being. Like it's okay to it's okay to be sad. It's okay to like you said, be angry. It's okay to have these fluctuating energy levels, you know? Right. It is so so okay. Yeah, so definitely yeah, it goes well with your book when magic is not enough. And I'm glad you decided to write that. Um so tell me about the uh, self-publishing um, process. You said you make sure that it's on Prime. Um, for those that don't know how to do that, how would you do that? Yeah, definitely. So for me, I try to, I, one of my values and mottos is to try to work easier, uh, work smarter, not harder. That's the quote. I was like, what is that quote that people say? But I like to take things as easy as I possibly can, but also, you know, upholding quality. And so when I was trying to figure out how to self-publish, um, the good thing is there are actually a lot of self-publishing agencies and companies out there that will help you self-publish your work um, so that your name is written all on it. However, at the time of me self-publishing mine, I did not have any money. Um, like I had a job, but not, <laughs> I'm not rich. So I didn't have like the type of money where I could actually just pay somebody to do the work for me. And so thankfully, I want to give a shout out to Amazon. Although, you know, people have a love hate relationship with them. I, you know, I'm cool with them because they actually have a free self-publishing platform where they give you literally all of the tools you need to self-publish your book and all you pay for is the copies themselves, like the actual printed copies of the books. They give you um, everything from the ISBN to templates for your book, um, they give you, what else? They they let you, you know, put everything on their platform where, of course, they take a portion. Um, but for me, given that I wasn't doing this solely for the money or to get, like, super famous, which I understand, like, there are definitely times and places for when you may want to use different self-publishing platforms. But for me, I just wanted to get my words out there. And so Amazon's um, free self-publishing platform, which I think they've renamed it recently to, like, Kindle publishing or something like that. But regardless, it's all up under Amazon. Um, like their platform, we're super user friendly. Um, I was able to go in there, look at different book templates I wanted as far as like formatting. And then, like I said, I had a lot of artist friends, um, both um, visual artists as well as poets and spoken word artists. So I was able to have one of my friends actually do the cover for me. Um, and then a couple of my poetry friends proofread the book, um, including me, of course, because I want to make sure it looks right in my eyes. But yeah, that whole platform, like I highly, highly recommend for anybody who truly just wants to get their work out there and um, have copies for really, really cheap. And I'm pretty transparent. Like, my book, let me look at it now. I have it in my hands. I have about, I have less than 50 pages in my book. And for me, if I actually want to order printed copies myself, um, and the cover is all in cover, uh, it's all in color. If I want to order printed copies myself, I'll pay about $2 a book, um, which for me isn't bad. Um, so if you're fine with paying that price as well as like whatever shipping and handling is, and then you can price the book at however you want. Um, okay, sorry, my cat is like all over me. <laughs> I'm in my living room. So um, but yeah, so 
I used their platform and it worked really well for me. Like I said, it was super user friendly and I was able to get printed proofs ahead of time for my book, um, as well as like digital proofs if you want to view them online. And then another thing I like, the biggest thing I liked about them was they provided me like the ISBN information as well as put it up on their amazon.com for free. Well, not for free, for a fee. <laughs> Let me not lie for a fee. But at the end of the day, it's just a fee off of like the price that I pay, um, that I put up for the book. Um, so yeah, that was the platform that I used. It was a super easy process. Um, if you actually already like have your book formatted and everything that you like, like, I want to say like, it would probably take a good two to three weeks for you to publish something if you literally have everything all set up ready to go like your cover your formatting all of that I did not like it took me a lot of rounds to get things right it took me a lot of like proofreading and help so it took me a couple months as well as procrastination let me not lie um but yeah their 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 publishing platform is pretty great um I highly recommend and even if you don't like put something up on their website which you don't have to um, you can just publish through them and then just get your copies. Um, but $2 was a pretty good price for me. I was fine with that. Um, I'm sure, I don't know how much other people or other platforms and all that cost, but if $2 is in your good range and in your budget, then I say go for it. Okay. So, so you went through, I guess back then, um, I, cause I remember my first book, it was create space and then they pushed it. to. Oh Kindle yeah. Books. I think that's them. Yeah. I think that's the name of it. Um, I know they recently, like, you know how a lot of these companies mm -hmm. look out each other. So I don't know if it's still called create space or not, but that was what it was called when I went through it. Yeah. Yeah. No, now everything is under Kindle publishing, self-publishing. Um, so when you went through the self-publishing, you have your you bought your own ISBN or you used their free one? I used their free one. Okay. Again, I was trying to make things as cheap as possible. Yeah, no, I mean it's completely understandable. I mean, look, everybody has their reasons. You know, some people want to be published, some people they just want to put something out there. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it, it really depends on what your ultimate goal is, you know? Right. Now, I would love to be published one day because I'm always, you know, I'm sure you know as an artist, we have a lot of work that we can put out. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely not knocking anybody who's looking to be published. If there are any publishers out there listening to this and have read my first work of art, listen, reach out to me. <laughs> I got a whole nother book in mind. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah put in your plug look yes listen <laughs> to her but yeah so so you went the free route and then that allowed you to be on prime or they just pick your book to be on prime nope that allowed me to be on prime um um thankfully it was like included with the whole like package deal as far as like um so just to break it down I'll break down like my pricing structure for what I have on Amazon right now. Um, like I said, I'm pretty transparent. So, and these are rough estimates cause I don't have it like pulled up right in front of me, but let's say right now my book is $10 on Amazon and I, I choose the price myself. Um, 
that's the good thing about when I was on Create Space. I choose the price myself. So the book itself may cost, depending on like what, how your book is made, how many pages, the amount of color in it, all of that. Let's say mine is around two dollars. So they take if I price it at ten, they automatically take off the two for them to print it, and then also Amazon takes their cut for one having it on their website, then also having it on Prime, and yada yada yada, which usually. I want to say it's about $3 or so um, for my current book. And so if I sell a book on Amazon at $9.99 and it's on Prime and such, I get about 2 to $3 out of it, which isn't much, but I don't mind versus if I go out and sell it um, like at an open mic or anything like that. And I've, like I said, I've bought printed copies for around $2. Then I get like an $8 profit if I sell them myself, which is even more, and I appreciate that. However, um, I would say for somebody who may be looking to actually be more lucrative and make more money, you you may want to up your price on Amazon if you're doing it on their website because they're going to take their cut and then to host it on their site, and then they're going to also um, take away the actual cost of printing the book. So, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, all of that needs to be considered when you're setting the price. Mm-hmm. Now, right. did you do the extended distribution so you could sell your book? In, in other countries? Yeah, in, the, mm-hmm. in like, Barnes & Noble. And- yep. Okay. So, I'm not sure exactly how that worked, but I just chose yes. I just checked yes because, for me, it didn't cost me extra, but... Um, from what I remember reading, it was um, like it allows Amazon to sell it on all the other like Amazon.com slash, you know, EU and all the other countries or whatever. Um, and then also it allows big distributors, like you said, Barnes and Noble and such, if they want to buy the book, they're able to buy it at a wholesale price. Um so I just chose yes because I'm like, that just expands my audience. Um, and I have seen like UK sales for my book, which was really cool. I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Nobody that I know of has bought it at wholesale. But again, you know, I'm putting it out in the air. You never know what can happen. Um, and that is that possibility there, though, now that I made it optional for people to be able to um, buy it wholesale. Um and what else? I was about to say something else about the wholesale situation. Oh, I the only thing I did not do when I was publishing mine was I did not actually set it up to be on Kindle yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say because when I first put it out on CreateSpace, you had to have like a different format to have it in Kindle form. And I just hadn't gotten around to doing that. Um, and I still haven't yet. Um but that is on my to-do list one day to do to make it available on Kindle as well. I just got to find somebody to format it correctly for what Kindle itself needs for e-readers. Okay. Yeah, look, as long as you, you know it's out there, you're selling it, you're making some passive income from it, you know. Right, it's so great. Like <laughs> That is actually, like, I do highly recommend, because you just never know who's scoping out your social media accounts or, um, you know, just looking around for books on Amazon. Like, it's so random. Um, And I'll check my account, and I'll be like, wait, where did this? Oh, yeah, I sold a book. Okay, okay. I see you. I see you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, it comes in handy. Right. So what made you want to publish this book 
well, you published it two years ago. What made you want to publish it then? Um, so as I mentioned earlier, 2018 and 2019 and last year, Lord Jesus, those were some pretty rough years for me. Um, personally, like I was just going through a lot of changes in my personal life. And, um, I don't know. I just felt like I remember waking up and this happens with me a lot. Like, like when I recently cut my hair, (laughs) um, I just remember waking up and you know, you have a goal and you're like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And then there's this moment where you just be like, now is the time. And at that time I was just like, Hmm, I feel like, I feel like I want to be serious this year about for real publishing these books. Like I've had like just, you know, plenty of poems, but I've never like sat down to really construct them into a piece of art or have any type of sequence to them. And so thankfully I had the time that year. Um, and I was just ready to do it. Um, and I just made it happen. Like it was more just like a declaration and really just coming to terms with myself and being like, I'm going to do this now and having accountability friends because Telling somebody when you want, it's one thing to just write it down and be like, oh yeah, I'd love to do that one day. Or yeah, I'd love to make this a resolution this year. But when you, once you tell somebody like you're planting that seed and if it's the right person and if it's somebody that, that knows you and knows that that's something you want to do, they're going to hold you accountable. Um, so thankfully I had a couple of accountability people around me who kept bringing it up. Um, and then also having, knowing people who have their own books and you're just like, wow, like this is like, it makes it known in your head and it clicks in your head that this is truly like, this can be my reality. I just have to put in the work for it. So 2018, yeah, it was just that year where I was like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to put my mind to it and do it. And um, like anything or not like anything, cause some stuff is actually truly hard, but this was one of those things where when you think about being an author or when you think about, um, yeah, just being known as an author or putting out a book, it seems like just for me at the time, it seemed like a really huge task, but when I really started breaking it down into the small steps needed to get it done, it, it became like a pretty easy process um given it did take a while because I really wanted to take my time with it but the the fun was all in the process of getting it done and doing the proofing and I just remember to this day I remember when I got the first proof in the mail and I walked to like I was walking home from my mailbox and I opened the package and my partner at the time he was like sitting at his desk and I was literally just pacing my living room back and forth like oh my goodness like this like I wrote a book like I I legit put together a book like we have our poems but once you see them in book form that first time like there's nothing like it like I I was for real pacing the living room like 30 minutes looking at it like wow like I really did this like and it's really just all about putting your mind to it and taking one step at a time to get it done like if you have to write down those steps write them down break them down do one thing a day like whatever you have to do to get that done make up your mind and then do it and that for me, 2018 was that year that I just finally decided to stop procrastinating and take action towards getting that book out. Good for you. You know, uh, I completely agree with you because I'm right now trying to write a novel. 
I've Ooh, expanded awesome. and I am like going through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like writing a novel is so, oh. I feel like one is way harder. Like for me, with a poetry book, like I had most of the poems like down throughout the years, but writing a novel, oh, I just feel like that can just be a whole roller coaster, but it's probably like 10 times more rewarding when you have that done though. Oh, I hope so. Look, I hope I will. <laughs> it will be. I am rooting for you, sis. It will yeah, be. I am hoping I am going to circulate that one because <laughs> wow, writing a novel is no small task. Wow, man. What made you decide to write a novel? I know, I know you're interviewing me, but I'm intrigued. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's dope. Well, I've always had stories. Like, mm-hmm. I think I've probably written, I don't know how many stories in my head, but I've never actually put it to paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, like, just like you, you know, I have two poetry books out. But Yep, and I got them. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, thank you. I know. Thank you so much. Um, I, I actually never shared my writing. Um I didn't, nobody even knew that I wrote poetry. Um, So, yeah, so my first book I published because I was, like, going through really bad postpartum. And I want to say some PTSD because I um, had a very, very traumatic delivery. Um, Got you. Yeah, it was one of those, like... It, it's a blessing to be here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't fit the description of postpartum depression, so nobody could really help me through it. Yeah. And, you know, it was like writing became my therapy. And okay. when I was writing it, and then I, you know, I had a bunch of journals too, I was like, that's why I wrote the book Malt, mm-hmm. because it's like shedding... Uh, layers of of you know negativity and allowing room for new growth so I pretty much was taking you through this process which is some some stories and and poetry in there some of them are long prose and then from Mm -hmm. that people became intrigued so obviously I was like you I didn't know anything about self-publishing I didn't do very much marketing for my first book Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody became intrigued by the first chapter, which led to the second book. So my, the second book is more of telling you more of my story, uh, mm-hmm. of the story of the people in my family and Got overcoming you. trauma and all of that. Yeah, like going a bit deeper, yeah. Yeah. So then after I wrote these, I realized from looking at my own stories, uh, at my own poetry, that I'm a very, like, philosophical and deep type of poet. Mm-hmm. I'm not the slam poet. Like, I'm a very soft-spoken, but I am all about how can I make your wheels turn? Yeah, I'm here for You know, you got... we. There's a space for every type of poetry out mm-hmm. there, so I'm here for it. Right. So from that is where I was like, all right, well, I think it's time that I evolve. And Mm -hmm. since I read so much, I was like, I want to write 
a novel close to, you know, what happened to me, but now I want to make it more of a fiction story so I can really let loose and really play, you know what I'm saying, with Mm -hmm. the characters and play with the different emotions and you know what I'm saying? And I'm so here for it. Right. So that's why I was like, okay. And I wanted to, you know, talk about the different things that you deal with as being a person of mixed cultures. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a mixed culture and you don't read a lot about that. You know? You really don't. You really don't. So that's why I decided to write the novel. But now, you know, it's a lot to write a novel because it's like, it can't be one dimensional. Mm -hmm. And then it's thinking about point of view. It's thinking about, you know, word count. It's thinking like, it's a lot. (laughs) Oh, I can imagine it's a lot. Cause I just think about the books that I read that I really love and just the plot twist in them and the way they have me completely sucked in into my own little world in the book. And like, I can't imagine like trying to write a piece of art like a novel so you got that and I'm rooting for you and I know it's gonna turn out great and I'm excited to read your poetry books too oh thank you yes you have to tell me once you know sidebar y'all but you know once you get up (laughs) and you read it you have to tell me what you think yeah definitely will I mean it's all a bit community so I'm here for all the arts and supporting people like that's really what it's all about you know yeah, yeah, definitely. Everybody deserves to be heard. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, deserves to hold space. Um, right. So moving from your book to the good part, the, the food, <laughs> girl. The fun stuff, the fun stuff. Oh, man. So ah, who doesn't love food? You know, <laughs> if you don't love food, I feel bad for you. Um. But so I've been here in Atlanta like for years now and I've always like you can tell like I've always been the one who wanted to try out like a new restaurant or try out this new food or like literally I remember and this is going to sound so bad but I remember being in like either high school or college or something I was like eating with some of my friends and stuff and when I eat something good like I focus in on it so one of my friends was like staring at me and she was like you're you're really eating that food like you love it like like you're in love with it I'm like what like girl you just gotta listen when you have good food you have to focus on that like you have to cherish that so ever since like then like I've always thought about that moment and I'm just like no I think that does describe me because I am one of those people who is so dramatic when you take like if you're at brunch and you get like a really good meal like mm, all my like that is me I am so dramatic but I don't care because you know if food is good it's good I, I like to let it be known so about a year and a half ago I realized, like, I love taking pictures. Like, I'm no selfie girl in my group. Like, I'm always recording something or doing whatever with my phone. And I would always take pictures of my food. And I actually used to have on my main page. Oh, (laughs) if you guys like me, definitely follow me on Instagram. I am Kiara Lachey. So I used to have a highlight on my main page that was just food. And it would be food. Whenever I traveled somewhere, I'd have a whole highlight strictly about the food that was there and so eventually I was like let me 
I think I want to make an actual food Instagram. Um, and so I did that. And at first, like, I didn't really take it seriously just because, like, you know, like any hobby, like, you do it when you feel like it, whenever, you know, it makes you feel great and you actually remember to do it. You're like, oh, yeah, I do got this. Um, and so I would post, like, once a month, once a week, randomly. And it wouldn't even be like the, if you, and I never delete anything off my social media. Um, no, I take that back. I never deleted anything off my food page. So if you go on my food page, which is at her food life on Instagram, um, you'll see in the beginning, like I was just posting whatever, like it didn't matter if it looked good, if the lighting was right, what the angle looked like. I was just like, Oh, this is good. Let me take a picture of it. Boom post then put no thought into it but over time when I started following other like food influencers and stuff I was like wow I really love the way like their stuff looks and so being that I'm a marketing person like I really I'm a person that I'll dive deep into something when I start like looking at it and so um my day job is a marketing role like I'm a marketing marketing specialist um at a nonprofit and I love what I do there and I was like how can I translate this into like my actual food page like technically this is marketing itself like I'm posting pictures of these restaurants and such and so when I started taking it more seriously which was more like a year into it <laughs> um sometime around last year I started taking it more seriously um and I followed a lot of really really dope um food Instagrammers which I have to shout out to the Atlanta food guy he is amazing if you're a person in Atlanta or if you're a person in Georgia period and you love food because he travels um his page is so amazing like he will make you want to eat whatever he is eating at any given time shout out to him um shout out people shout out um it's another girl what is her name mm -mm -mm. oh food goddess atl and there's a couple other people but there are some people i followed and i just really love their content and i actually reached out to them and i'm just like hey like this looks good and that's when you like really form that community because they're really being engaged with you that like they're not just bot pages or anything like that and so i actually started building a community around a love for food in atlanta and i found that there is like a you know there's a community for everything um and so once I started building that community and really like talking to people and um again like I said the Atlanta food guy shout out to him because he really um he did this whole little thing called a foodie tutorial or something that you could sign up for and I did that with him and just spent like a day with him like taking pictures of food trying out food and he just gave me so many pointers so many really good advice because he's actually a photographer. Um, he used to be a really, really dope um, photographer in general before he started just doing food. And so he gave me a lot of great pointers and stuff. And I really started taking it seriously after that because I was just like, wow, like this is actually like, if I want it to be, this could be like a business. And so, you know, I tried to look up my game on my photo taking skills and editing and really just being more conscious of what I put out. And once I started like taking it a little more seriously, I mean, it's still my hobby, but like I said, um, just being more conscious of how I post and what I post, a lot of companies started like reaching out to me and such like that. Like I'm definitely 
not famous by any means and it hasn't been like hundreds of companies but it's been a good handful that have reached out to me and wanted me to come try their food or um you know collaborate and stuff and i really like enjoy that like i definitely make sure like there's a fine line between like feeling like it's a hobby and making it feel like work since marketing and my day job is work too. But it's been really enjoyable to get to know like certain brands, especially the small business owners and stuff. Um, and really just supporting them in any way I can and trying out their foods and all of that. Like it's a, it's a really great feeling to know that people are looking and it's like for the food page for me, um, like the food page is just all fun. Whereas my poetry, and I'm sure you understand this um, as a fellow artist that the poetry, like it can, a lot of my best work came from when I was just deep in the trenches, like super sad or super depressed and going through something. Whereas with my food is not like that. So I'm glad to have both hobbies um, and they're both so different. Like if you look at my food page and then you look at my regular page, like you, like, unless you actually like are looking at the people, um, which I hardly ever post myself on my food page, like you probably wouldn't even think that it was the same person, but that just shows that as people, we are multidimensional, like, we all have different hobbies and stuff that, you know, interest us. But the food page, like I said, like, that's my baby. Um, that's like, that's just joy all around. Where's the poetry? That's my baby, too, because that's been my biggest, like, just stress relief outside of actual therapy. Um, so both of them are my hobbies, but, you know, you use them in different realms. So, yeah, my food page is Her Food Life on Instagram. Um, real simple. Um, and then my regular poetry page slash my personal page is I am Kiera Lachey for anybody who wants to follow me. That's cool. So when you were doing your poetry, I mean, not your poetry, your food stuff, your food page, did mm -hmm. you, you joined an organization like the, is it the Yelp of Atlanta? I don't know how you uh, So, yeah. So I didn't actually... The Okay, so I don't think Yup is anything, for me, it wasn't anything that, um, like, I, I joined it just because, like, I needed to find, like, good places to go eat and stuff, and so when I first got on Yup, um, I wasn't, like, serious about Yup at all, um, I was just like, oh, let me go in here, see what's nearby, see what I can eat, and I remember there was one day, um, I was just randomly on their little app and I was like, wait, they have an event section and they were actually hosting an event like that following week or two for like Halloween or something. And I just decided to sign up because I was like, oh, might as well have nothing to do. And I went to the event and it was just like, it was a free event, first of all. And they had like all these vendors from my area, food vendors, just giving out like free samples of everything. And it was just really dope. They had a live band and everything. And I was like, wait how do I get more involved in this? Like, <laughs> and this was before I had the food page. This was before, yeah, I had like, yeah, I was on Yelp way before I had the food page, Um, which also, I think Yelp also inspired the food page because I had so many pictures from being a Yelp elite. So after that first event, I was like, how do I get more involved? I'm trying to get more into more free events. Like, I gotta keep it real. So um, the person who was over the event, the community manager or whatever, she was like, yeah, definitely keep doing what you got to do is you actually got to do the reviews that you see all the time, do some reviews, you know, post some pics and all of that. And eventually you can come what they call Yelp elite, which is free, um, as well. 
And so I started doing reviews of just, and you can do a review of literally any business. Like it doesn't have to be food. That's actually what I mostly review. Um, but it can be literally like an apartment complex. It can be like the UPS store. Like it can be any actual business that's on there. You can review it. So, um, I started reviewing food and stuff though, because that's just what I like to do. I like to eat. Um, and then after I did about, they, they're pretty, they like to hide like how to actually truly become elite. But I'd say I did around like 20 to 30 reviews over a couple of months. Like I didn't do them all at once because they definitely noticed that. But over a couple of months, I just kept doing reviews regularly and they finally invited me to become elite. And once you become elite, like there's this whole like just whole nother world basically called Yup Elite where you get invited to like free restaurant openings or um here in Atlanta specifically, the elite community is big, really big. So they actually do a variety of stuff. Well, we've done community service. We've done um, restaurant openings or um, like workout stuff. Like our community managers are pretty dope here in Atlanta. Every city is going to be different though, where it may not be as big. Um, but yeah, you just, I do it for the free stuff um, or for like discounted stuff where you get the, they, a lot of times they'll do giveaways where you get tickets to like museums or to random events and stuff so I definitely I remember when I first started posting about them like on my insta story people would be like do you work for yep like why are you always <laughs> with them I'm like nah bro this is free like I'm just out here because I do like I'll write a review about a certain place um so yeah that's how I got involved with yep and yep elite um it's a free thing you just download the app and after you do however many reviews that they don't want to disclose um you become yep elite and as long as you like continue to do regular reviews like I don't like I said I don't know the amount of reviews they want you to do per year or whatever you reapply um to be an elite member every year and all you do to apply is just say why you want to be elite um and once they, a lot of times, more often than not, if you've been active on Yelp, then they'll let you in the next year. And so this is my third year doing it. And given coronavirus, I haven't been to any like events in the past, what, month or two or whatever, but I enjoy it. Like I said, um, with the poetry and even with the food page, like it's just a whole nother community. And, and um, I'm a social person. Like I'm definitely, well, I can be more of an ambivert. Well, I need, I need to recharge by myself. But overall, I'm a social person. So having the different pockets and different communities really helps as um, since I'm like a single person here in the city and I'm the only person in my family here. Um, it's just a whole nother group of friends that I can reach out to and a whole nother that have like a special interest that I have, um, which is Yelp. And a lot of the foodie people on my food page are also Yelp elite just because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, but it's definitely not like a requirement or anything like that. So if you don't actually like Yelp, cause I mean, it's still an app at the end of the day. If you don't like Yelp, then that's fine. You can still do a food page if you want to, you know, to each his own. But I do recommend it for anybody who likes to <laughs> go to free stuff. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's a, and it's also not even just, you know, free stuff, but it's also a great way to see the the companies and restaurants and opportunities that are in your area. Like, um, 
without Yep, I wouldn't have even known about half the restaurants that I've even um, been to with them or even like some of the um, what I really enjoyed this year. They did a whole Black History Month series where they highlighted a lot of black restaurants and um, like coffee shops and all type of things in Atlanta that I didn't even know about half of them. Um, and I was just like, wow, let me go, you know, let me go support them. Like, it's really great. Um, the things that they do. So I recommend it. I've heard ups and downs about people who actually work there. So I don't work there, so I can't speak on that experience. But as far as like being an elite member, I enjoy it. Um, I do know some people who don't, but you know, to each his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, if they have family packages, we be in there. <laughs> I feel you. (laughs) But yeah, so it's dope that you are doing the things, more of the things that you enjoy, you know, just because you enjoy them, you know, too often we gear off from fun and what makes us happy. And it's all about, oh, you know, get doing the important things, what we have to do right now, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I hope you continue to do that. You sound so vibrant and happy doing the things that you love. Oh, thank you. Trust me, it took a long time to get here. Like, ah, man, let me tell you, oh, go through some things as people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. And look, now that I know you're marketing, I'm like, hey, (laughs) hit me up since I've actually... You know, being that we have all the time in the world in quarantine and so many things are up in the air, I've actually been considering um, starting my own little, like, I don't know, LLC or something doing marketing just because it's so much of my life. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll see about that. But no, you could definitely hit me up. Like, girl, listen, mm-hmm. I enjoy it a lot. It's just fun to me. It's really fun being able to see how people respond to stuff and really influence people. Yeah. Marketing is who is really all just about making people think what you want them to think or see what you want them to see. Or seeing the value in what you're offering. You know? Exactly. Um, because that's something that I had. Yeah, I that was something that I had to learn. I dealt with a lot of the self-doubt, the, oh, I don't, you know, I don't, how do I sell this? I don't mm-hmm. want to sound salesy. I feel that. And it's like, look, do you want a business or not? (laughs) Yeah, you got to let go. Honestly, you got to let go of the self-doubt and the fear and stuff. And it's hard to do that. Like, the biggest thing, like, comparison is a killer. Like, even though, like, I was in the poetry community and stuff, like, I am more, like, when it comes to something, like, I want to do, like, I still, like, although I'm, like, I love my book and I'm way more confident now than I was in the past. Like when I was putting out my book, like only told my close friends and family, I was too scared to even like outside of the poets that I really trusted. And I was really close with, I was too scared to tell anybody because I wasn't slamming at that time. Um, and I still have never been on a slam team. Like I've done some slams, but um, I haven't like been like a slam poet, you know, where I'm out here, you know, or I never considered myself like that. So, and especially back in 2018, I wasn't doing none of that. I was just performing at open mics here and there. So I felt that self doubt aloud. I was like, I would always like be in my head, like, who am I? Like, I'm nobody, like whatever. But honestly, you got to get like, 
push that stuff to the back of your head and just keep pushing because I guarantee you somebody, you're going to touch somebody. Um, even if it's just making yourself feel good, like I'm all for that too. Who cares if nobody, you know, really wants, unless that's your goal. Like if that's your goal, you may want to figure out how to get people to like it. But, um, especially if it's some personal stuff that you just got to get out, push it out regardless, man. And learn as you go. Like a lot of people, like really think they have to have all their ducks in a row nah like start from what you got and where you're at and like just grow it from there like if you don't like i said if you don't got the money to go hire a self-publishing company find one find a free one online and if you don't have the resources to find a free one online go find you you better go to the dollar tree get some construction paper and go to the library and print that book out yourself i know plenty of poets who have created their own chapbooks by hand and sold them for $15, $20. And they sell because they believe in themselves and they believe in their work. It don't matter how you put it out there. If the work is dope, it's going to speak for itself no matter like what type of platform it's on. So like that's a really big thing that I've had to learn throughout the years is really just letting go of all of that doubt, all of that fear. Um, and the fear, honestly, is one thing that will always be there especially when you're talking to new people or, or trying to enter something new in general, but that you got to have that confidence in yourself because honestly, just being alive is reason enough to do whatever it is you, you want to do. Like your existence is your validation that you are needed and what you're trying to put out is needed in the world. Like that's between you and your God and whoever you worship but if it's in your heart to do it, baby, do it, man. I'm all here for people following their dreams and making it by any means necessary. Yes. You know, round of applause. <laughs> applause. Yes, Kiara John. Listen to her. <laughs> you know, too, too long. You know, listen, the pandemic, not to gear off, but if the pandemic hasn't served us as a reminder that life is short. So short. And that tomorrow so isn't promised and Man. how fragile life really is. Let me tell you, you something. You are preaching, honey. Man. And it's so crazy. Like, this is going to sound so morbid. But I remember... Like one thing that if I'm, let's say I'm really afraid to do something, but I really want to do it. Um, and it's just, you know, a passion project of mine. One thing, and I think, I, well, I know, I know I got this from just growing up in the area that I grew up in, but I always, if I have just like, if I'm so scared to do something, I will literally stop everything I'm doing and remind myself that I am going to die one day. And would I have rather, I'll think about it, would I have rather have died, not done whatever it is I'm trying to do? And if I can't live with that answer, you know, then I'm going to make it happen. And I mean, and this is the truth at the end of the day. Like we all, we're all going to be gone. Like, what do you want to have done? I'm not, I, I'm not even saying, what do you want to leave behind for other people? What do you want to have done when you're at the end of your life and say, I've done that? Whether rather than I wish I would have done that, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the worst thing in life is regret. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not even the fear. It's not even the, the trying, the failing. It's regret. You never mm -hmm. want to be at your last, 
you know, few minutes in life and regret not doing the thing that you always wanted to do. Right. Or not have tried, man. Right. So thank you so much, Kiara, for all your lovely words and being a light, you know, um, especially (laughs) during this time, um, showing us, you know, how fun it really can be to go after your passion, whether it's poetry, Mm -hmm. whether it's food and doing it for what you want to do it for. Yeah. What you want to gain out of it. So thank you you so much for that reminder for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you. And thank you for having this platform. It's so needed and opening up this space to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome always. And let us know again where we can find you. If you have a website, um, you know, just plug it all in. Got you. (laughs) So the website is in the works, you know, it's in the works, but I am on social media on Facebook as Kiara Lachey, that's K-I-E-R-R-A, and then Lachey is L-A-S-H-A-E, or um, you can find me on Instagram, Um, that's where I'm most active at. Um, My main Instagram, which is also my poetry Instagram, is I am Kiara Lachey, that's I am K-I-E-R-R-A. L-A-S-H-A-E and my food page is Her Food Life Um, that's just H-E-R-F-O-O-D-L-I-F-E definitely feel free to follow me Um, I love talking to people if it wasn't obvious (laughs) and I love feedback for anybody who does read the book um, or any of that I always welcome feedback and all of that so thank you thank you And there you have it, guys. Until next time on, I mean, can we discuss? Ciao. And that was a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to, I mean, can we discuss? Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us if you want to see what we're up to, what projects we're up to. And enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever you might be. I was your host, Asher Ferguson, signing off.